everybody. I'm Kate Conroy. And I'm Vanessa Vitello. And this is Other People's Business, which is the podcast from the New Jersey Business and Industry Association, the largest statewide business association in the country. We release a new episode every other Wednesday these days, so be on the lookout for that. Shout out to New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance. They provide home, auto, and workers' comp. And they're the official sponsor of the show, so check them out if you need some updated coverage. Sure. So a couple of housekeeping matters. Like she said, the show airs every other Wednesday on your podcast network of choice iTunes, Google Play, Amazon's Alexa, anywhere where you can get a podcast, we're absolutely going to be there. We would totally recommend that rather than going and trying to find us every other week, just subscribe to the show, njbia.org slash subscribe. You just let us, you know, you let them know what's not work, network. You watch the show <laughs> on and they will let you know whenever we're new. Good example of that, you know, we've been gone for a month now. Yeah. This is, uh, Did you notice? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we didn't actually let you know because we're terrible people. We are. But, <laughs> but we took a month off and now we're back. Yes, indeed. Yeah. In fact, we're such terrible people that our guest today, Pam Edson from An Eye for Detail, is here. I somehow forgot to tell her that we also release a YouTube version of this. Yeah. So uh, she's mad at me right now and I can never apologize <laughs> enough. I'm so sorry. Again, we're terrible people. If you'd like to write in and tell us about it, you can write into my complaint department at P.O. Box 326, <laughs> Dubai Abu Dhabi 9966. You know, that's what it's there for. Or wait, hate mail at njbia.org? It's actually OPB at njbia.org. That one's real. We will get that. So by all means, let us know. Please do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So with us today, I mean, you just did it. Um, did. Pamela Edson from An Eye for Detail. Yes, An Eye so, for Detail. Say hi. Let the audience hear your voice. Hi, everyone. And I hear that you slept quite a few quite a bit to get here today and I thank you for that. I actually thought Just we were going to have our first no-show. <laughs> I uh -oh. thought we were stood up. So you were really a little uh, nervous. Well, it did nervous. take a little bit longer and I was, you know, Seeing the sights a of little New Jersey. bit mm. confused, but I got here. Sure. I'm so, so glad. I know Princeton. Am I near Princeton? I don't know. You are a tiny Relatively, bit near Princeton. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Like 15 minutes or something? I actually yeah. had been in Trenton a while ago, but it's okay. Yeah. I found it. I'm so glad. Thank mm. you. Alright. <laughs> so today's icebreaker is, as a child, what did you want to when you grew up? Hmm. I could go first. All right. So recently I was cleaning out my parents' attic and I found a bunch of stuff that, you know, I had written for school and stuff when I was little. And I found it was like this little leather bound report kind of a thing that was titled What I Want to Be When I Grew Up. Leather bound? Yeah, it was like these little like things with loose leaf in them that you would oh. just write. And it was meant for like kids, you know, there's sure. like two pages in there. Okay. So I opened it up and sure enough, what was written there was, when I grow up, I want to be the communications manager for the New Jersey <laughs> Business and Industry Association so I can co-host and co-produce the greatest wow. podcast in New Jersey. That is... And here I am. That so. shows such prescience. I know. Foresight. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Wow. Seriously, um, I wanted to be a movie critic. Um, uh. I'm not sure how far that goes back, but mm. I know for a long time there. And actually, I had this, you might call it a career goal, a career path. The best word for it would probably be long con. What I wanted to do was build up a reputation as a serious, reputable movie critic and just lie in wait. And then when a movie came out from a franchise I loved that was either terrible or disappointing, I was going to give it the most glowing review possible with all these little sound clips like, you know, 
Ghostbusters 2016 is a comedic tour de force. <laughs> you know, something like that. Just so that my name would appear on the box, uh -huh. in the box set, uh -huh. with like, you know, all the movies, you know. That's a really genius idea. I know. Solo, a Star Wars movie, is an adventure ride I never want to get off, <laughs> you know. The problem is, they stopped doing that. Like, they still put the quotes on the box, yeah. but they don't attribute it to the writer anymore. Now it's like... You know, Star Wars, The Force Awakens is the best Star Wars yet, says the New York Times, you know. I didn't know that they stopped yeah. using the... the Unless you're like, you know, somebody who, like, I know Roger, Roger Ebert passed away, but yeah. like if Roger Ebert was right. to call, you know, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull <laughs> is the greatest movie I've ever seen in my life, Roger Ebert's name would be underneath <laughs> that if he was... Unfortunate enough to make that claim, but yeah, yeah that, that that was just the long con that I wanted to get into and then I don't know where my career would have gone from there Maybe I would have had to just send out a tweet like look. I don't know. I liked it yeah. or, or maybe it would have just shattered my reputation Yeah, but, yeah. no more no more book deals. Yeah, no more well, jobs for you. Well, Damn. That's yeah. really good Pam. What about you? Well Hmm I don't know if I really knew what I wanted to do, but I will tell you what I spent a lot of time doing. Okay. Playing with paper dolls and oh, clothes, yeah. seriously, and baby dolls and mm -hmm. clothes. It's interesting when I think about growing up, um, clothing, seriously, is all the way back. Yeah. I mean, as I grew up, I always, I really wanted to be a teacher or a social worker. I wanted to always help people. But the clothing piece. Mm-hmm all through my life. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Paper yeah. dolls, do you even know I totally know what paper dolls. dolls. I had the Princess Diana wedding Whoa. paper doll set. Like it Wait, was... give me a visual. So it's like <laughs> literally like we take this piece of paper, we cut out Princess Di. Or... So it is pre-cut out. So it's like perforated. Three-dimensional or two-dimensional? Three, three, no, two-dimensional uh... two usually. Hmm. And then her clothes are also perforated. So you have to very carefully like break them apart and they each each outfit has like little tabs on them mm -hmm. so you hang them like on her shoulders and oh, then okay. around her hips and then around her legs you change her style yes. and just play with fashion oh my god yes i had I believe the, you had that you lucky dog i wish i still <laughs> i had wish it. i had known about that when i first started this job i actually have a big girl crush on kate middleton and when i first got this job kim copperthwaite in the events department Shout gave me the Kate Middleton wedding dress paper doll book. And I couldn't bring myself oh my to like perforate the, and like open it and, but it's still in my office to this day. It is an amazing, it was an amazing gift. I was like, you just don't That's even know. That's awesome. She yes. is a, so she this is is a fashion still... icon, guys, though. Totally. People really follow I her style. I love her. We love her. I love her. I love her too. She seems cool. I've never <laughs> met her. But is this something people still do? Because I feel like this is the sort of thing I could download from the internet and print out. Like, I don't know how they make their money now. Ooh, like, I don't, I think, I think I guess the perforations, you'd have to use scissors and stuff. There's though. a little bit. I mean, as, as my daughters were growing up, we had dolls, but, you know, to change clothing, mm -hmm. but it was wooden pieces. Okay. So oh, you could put yeah. the skirt in the top with a head and change it around that way. Yeah. I don't know it's if... It's less destructible, too, when you talk yeah. about kids. You yeah. could travel with it, mm -hmm. and there weren't scissors and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But So I think they still do that because, you know, a few of my daughter's friends are fashion fashionistas, mm -hmm. but they're in the fashion industry, and they talk about playing with dress-up and clothing and all of that. That's so it's so interesting. Cool. 
Yeah. Do you ever make your own custom clothes for them? You know, like get a piece of paper, cut out like a top and no? Mm -mm. No. no. It wasn't because nothing that you could make would ever be as good right. as the oh. detail on Princess Diana's wedding gown. Or sure. Kid, right? You know, like, yeah. Or the honeymoon <sighs> clothes. Like there were just so... Did you say the honeymoon clothes? The honeymoon We know clothes. what Princess Diana wore on her Oh, yeah. Of course we know. Of course we know. <laughs> there were photographers everywhere. Sure. That makes sense. They went to Scotland. That checks. First yeah. of all. <laughs> the reporters were already there when they landed and they were taking... Oh, my God. How do you not know this? I was young when Princess Diana went on her So honeymoon. was I. When, when did she get married? <clears throat> Ballpark it. Was, it. Uh, 81. Okay, so then I wasn't born yet. And but, yeah. William was born in 83, I think. Something like that. I don't know. I probably oh, shouldn't. Oh, not good with those numbers. Yeah, I don't know. Just the style and the look. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I didn't retroactively go back when I'm learning about who Princess Diana was and type into Google... So what did Princess Diana wear on that honeymoon? You haven't watched the YouTube video of Princess Diana getting married? There's a YouTube video <laughs> of her honeymoon? <laughs> Just wow. the wedding. Just the, well, there's the wedding and also the, the little mini interview that they did up in Balmoral on the honeymoon. Hmm. You know what I'm talking about, right? Against the fence when they're wearing the tweed and... And Kate mm -hmm. has a lot of the same style. Yeah, she does. Mm -hmm. Very much similar hat style, yep. posture is very much the same, clothing style. It, mm -hmm. It's really interesting. How, I often wonder how much yeah. of that is her and how much of that is the stylist that is hired by the royal family. Mm. I think it's a good combination of both. I think she has a good sense of her so. own style. Yeah, I agree. Um, I love her. Me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> All right. So oh, this is where I'm supposed some, to kick in right now. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm going to say something that what's really great, in addition to a million things about Kate, is that she wear, re-wears clothing. Yes. She doesn't just wear it once. Yes. She donates it mm -hmm. often. She buys at all different price points, so yep. not everything is super fancy. Yep. Mm. Um, so she's very smart thinking and very mindful of those mm -hmm. things, which I find really... Refreshing and nice. Yes, like very that. refreshing and nice. Yeah. yeah. Now, do you think that when she shops... I'm not going to say shops, but when she wears something, because I'm sure she's not going out and getting it herself, but when she wears something that's like, let's say, the British equivalent of Kohl's, do you think that like people in England or all around the world like run out and buy that thing? They do. Okay. It sells out like that. Like that. In yeah. fact, um, not to tell you that you're wrong, but there are multiple times when she's photographed coming out of a store like Zara, which we Oh, she's saying here. she does shop. She does shop, okay. yeah. And you'll see her like in jeans and a hat or whatever with a shopping bag. And... God knows what's in there, but then, like, every once in a while, you'll see her in a Zara piece, and you're like, oh, my gosh, and then it sells out immediately. Do they have to shut the store down when she does this, or is this the kind of thing where I could just be, like, coming up to somebody and be like, look, do you know where they keep the Q-tips? And it turns out that I'm talking to the Duchess of Cambridge. Like, uh, yeah. you know? I love that you knew her title. Thank you. But, um, I, I think they shut I think they shut it down. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Security for her. For sure. her, right, exactly, for security. Okay. So I guess that kind of counts, but I'm sure she's not really in there, like, going down the aisles unless they, uh... Well, maybe, I don't know. I'm not gonna... Uh, she is I, human, sure. Yeah, but there's been a time or two that she's gone shopping yeah. and wants to feel just like a, a normal, normal person. person. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's a commoner. She was a normal person up until yeah. she said, I do, or got engaged, I guess. When she got engaged is when her security detail became Sorry. a thing, I believe. Yeah. Hmm. I know. We could talk about this forever. I you know. What did you so want to be when you grew up? I'm sorry. So probably um, 
as I got older, I got a lot more practical and I was like a teacher or somebody who's helping or whatever. Mm. But when I was little, I wanted to be either a cowboy or a ballerina. Like the mm. two dichotomies, like they couldn't be further away from each other, right? But I loved to dance and express myself, but I also loved riding horses and taking lessons. So it was just silly, you know, one of those two. Mm. Yeah. What broke you away? Money. <laughs> Money? I mean, it's not that expensive to be a ballerina, right? Like, no, but I also am not that tall or talented. And uh, um, it's expensive to take horseback riding lessons. So sure, yeah. I did that until middle school, and then I just did not have the, the part-time job to fund <laughs> an endeavor like that. Sure. Yeah. All right. Anyway. So, anyway, tell us what you do. So I am a person who believes in feeling great about ourselves. And I know for a fact that many women don't take time for themselves, put themselves last. So I am all about empowering women through personal wardrobe styling and personal shopping and pieces that attach to it, such as organizing a closet and all of that. Mm -hmm. But really what I say is that I help women feel radiant and feel beautiful and confident in a very easy way, and it's through their clothes. And it is so awesome. I've never worked with Pam professionally, but I know her well enough to know she's so awesome about stuff like the closet. Like she'll get in there and sit down in your closet floor and like really go through stuff with you. It's hard. It's a really hard thing to go through your closet and purge because you have an emotional attachment to clothes sometimes. And I still have the dress that I wore to my rehearsal dinner. 20 years ago and I am now divorced but that dress I looked great in it mm -hmm. and I felt great in it mm -hmm. and I think someday I might just wear it again maybe I don't know and the truth is you might right. but right. generally speaking you most don't. people don't wear what's in their clothes I'm in their closet right. excuse me the clothes just sit there and you know they complicate things um, I have a lot of tricks and tips and things like that, but basically I think you should be able to get dressed easily, quickly, know what you like, put it on, and go. And really, it shouldn't be bigger than that. So when you have all of this stuff cluttering your mind and you're sifting through and you can't remember what's on this side or you're not sure if that fits or the pieces that you know really don't fit and they're really saying you can't wear me now because... You, I, you don't fit into me or whatever. It's just way too complicated and it doesn't need to be. Mm -hmm. So I really believe I call it my stress-free closet. That's really what I try to create with clients. Hmm. Just make getting dressed easy. Yeah, I love that. And you yeah. help people all over New Jersey too. I do. Yeah. Um, whether it's northern New Jersey, Princeton area, South Jersey, I travel to New York City yeah. as well, Connecticut, wherever, you know, they need me. But it's really for the woman who understands the value of, you know, of having the organized closet, having the right clothes, and really just wants to make life easier mm -hmm. for her. Herself. And if I remember correctly, you do big jumps, but you'll also do like a didn't you have a woman who needed an outfit for an interview? Absolutely. She called you just for one thing, and you were like, okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, whatever it is that that woman is going to feel empowered in, perhaps she doesn't know where to buy it, or she's not sure of the fit, or she really needs me to you know, suggest different price points, and whatever it is, I'm happy to do that. A special occasion, interviewing is you know, a super important day. So yeah. you gotta got feel your best. And there's, you know, there's things that you need to know color fit pieces like that so 
Um, if you need me and I can help you and offer my expertise, I'd be thrilled. What is your feeling on color at an interview these days? Because back in the day when I was interviewing a long time ago, it was very like neutrals. We want to keep, stick to neutrals. Well, guess what? What? Not a lot has changed. Right. Not a lot has changed. Of course, it depends on industry. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking at accounting or, you know, lawyers or that kind of thing, you want to be understated. Mm -hmm. If you're looking at marketing or certainly fashion, it's going to be a different look. And it has changed, and color plays a different role. But you have to really know what you're, where and what you're interviewing for. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can't go wrong with basic colors. If you can add a little color underneath a, a suit or a jacket or earrings or accessories or something mm -hmm. like that, go for it. Mm -hmm. But again, you've got to know where you're interviewing. Totally agree. So, How did you get into this? Hmm. The paper dolls, right? The paper the dolls, paper dolls right? started <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so the truth is, I grew up in a house where we were always dressed. Oh. It's very interesting. Dressed nicely? Like, I mean, dressed most nicely. people grow up in a house where you're always <laughs> dressed, you know. Well, dressed nicely, good point. Professionally? Yes. So I knew what you meant. Okay, so I grew up in Buffalo, and my dad was a, a fan of always looking proper. In those days, he said proper. Proper could mean a shirt and a V-neck sweater and a pair of pants. Mm. My brother and I went to um, public school, and we walked. It was Buffalo. We walked back and forth, Oof. back and forth in dresses. I wore a dress and a coat or a little skirt. That's really what I did. My brother wore a jacket and a shirt and tie to public school. <gasps> a jacket to public school. Wow. To public school. It's brave. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was awful yeah. because yeah. the kids made fun of us. That's why I said brave, yeah. <laughs> but guess what? The teachers loved us. Sure. Oh, yeah. sure. That makes sense. They thought, here we really cared how we showed up. And we did. Yeah. But I don't know that I would have been quite that dressed. Mm -hmm. But my father, that was just how it was. He just felt it was all about how you were perceived. I love that. I saw a little yeah. meme online this weekend that said a woman should always look like she's on her way to something better later. Like, mm -hmm. you should always be a little bit overdressed for where you are. Like, always look like you're on your way to something else that, that well, I'm not saying this well. I get what you mean, though. Like, you know, yeah. we're at, like, we're hanging out now, but afterwards I got this gala I'm going right. to. Right, exactly. <laughs> so I got to look good for that. This right. Is just, you know. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because, I don't know if I should share this, but I will. I was one week in business, which was, I've been in my own company, had my own business for eight years. So I, my first week had been a busy week. I was all excited. I had a few clients to start with, and it was Saturday. Now now I work a lot of Saturdays, but then I didn't. So I went to my local grocery store, mm -hmm. dressed in a sweatshirt and, a, and sweatpants, hair in a ponytail, I didn't look horrible, but I certainly didn't want to run into people. So guess what? Oh, I dear. ran into everybody. Everybody, yeah. Everybody, oh, because no. when you think you're not going to see anybody yes. or you don't want to see somebody, you know you're going to. So, so not only did I have to talk about that I just started my own personal styling business. Oh, gosh. I wanted to cry. Yeah. But I had to tell the truth. I just didn't want people to see me, and I was kind of like. Mm. So the point is, you can still wear jeans and a T-shirt. But feel like you're ready to be seen. Add the accessory to make it a little bit earrings, up a notch. lipstick, what exactly? Yeah. And just not wear sweatpants with which I left the 
other piece off, head paint all over. <laughs> you know, I was gonna say, like, you could just play it off, like, you know, you're the expert. This is what's in right now. Right. The sweatpants with the paint, it's coming back. All right? You know, who's gonna question you? I mean, well, perhaps a great little necklace <laughs> and my go-to earrings and everything, but that's not what I did that day. Right. And I will, the truth is, I will never forget how I felt. Right. And yes, I did know the people and everything else, but it was just a level of, it's not really how I show up. Mm -hmm. Now it doesn't have to be fancy or any of that. It was just, yeah. you know what I mean? It was a yeah. learning moment. Sure was, and it stayed with me because yeah. I remember. Yeah, I feel the same. For a long time, I didn't want to live in the same county that I worked because I didn't want to accidentally run mm. into like a member on a Saturday morning with mm -hmm. my, you know, looking the way that I look on a Saturday morning. Right. Um, right. But I, I got over that eventually. Right. But I think we talked once about the Barefoot Contessa. Did we talk about her? I love her. I love her too. She likes to talk about pairing the high with the low. So like a beautiful um, table setting with like stew. Do you know what I mean? And I love the idea of pairing like jeans with pearls and heels. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? The high and the low that are unexpected, but you know, anybody can have expensive jeans. Like they don't have to be $5 jeans you get from Old Navy or whatever, you know? And I'm, I love that. And that is something that I really believe in because let's face it, we all have a certain amount of money mm -hmm. or a budget to spend. So where do you want to spend it? And you really do want to spend it with the most important pieces. And there's nothing wrong with wearing jeans from Old Navy right. with great pearls and a pair of shoes that you love. And maybe you did spend a little bit more on those because mm -hmm. that might be something where you invest, you know, shoes have to be comfortable and you want to get wearings out of them. So mixing and matching is really great. I love her too because it's, she says these things in yeah. such a way that it invites you to experiment. Mm -hmm. And there's no shame. Doesn't matter about price. It's not fancy. It is about a look, but she wants you to enjoy it and right. try different things and make it fun and, you know, maybe wear bigger pearls than you normally would wear. Absolutely. By the um, way, I just ordered my first pair of Rothy's. I'm so excited. Okay, we talked about oh, comfort, yes, comfort, comfortable, comfortable mm -hmm. shoes. Exactly. Oh, is that what? Okay. Their yes. shoes. Their I, the context clues <laughs> led me to believe they were pearls because we just talked about <laughs> right. pearls. Right. No, they're yeah. shoes. Right. Sorry. Okay. I don't wear them, but I know a lot of people who do, yeah. and they they swear by them. Yeah. Comfort. Mm. They're made by recycled plastic bottles. Okay. Yeah, and they're a little bit more expensive than I would normally ever pay for shoes, but. Um, the women who I know that own them swear by them. And you can literally throw them in the washing machine. They're ridiculously easy to clean, I guess. Hmm. See, so A, you're being um, mindful of the environment, yes. which is wonderful. You're supporting a business, yes. which is a, of a person who is mindful of the environment. Mm -hmm. And it's great because they're going to wear well. Yes. So that is a great place to spend a little bit more because you're, you know that in the long run, you're gonna get your money's worth, which is, exactly. you know, we all wanna get. And I can keep wearing my old navy jeans. <laughs> they had great jeans this summer and great did. jean jackets, everyone. There was a point this summer, I don't remember the day, but I got an email, everything on their website was 50% off. Oh, and I was like, sign awesome. me up, sign me up, what am I getting? <laughs> it's awesome, denim jackets, white jean yes, jackets. so cute. Black denim, oh my gosh, I sent a lot of people there. Mm -hmm. I have. I didn't need them, but I sent I a lot of people there. I love That's awesome. It is. <laughs> it's the knowing. It is. Yeah. It's absolutely right. All right. Um, anything else before we take a break and play a game? Um, 
unless there's a question. Nobody ever has ask. anything else. I know. You should never ask people. Well, I asked all of my follow-up questions, and I can't think of any more follow-up well, questions, but I've asked. Well, then we'll what's, go on break. Oh, go ahead. I, I, I could just say what's... Um, is it important why I do what I do? I think there's a genuine passion and that comes there across. Is a, there is a genuine passion and yeah. I really, and I'm gonna throw it out to you, like I talked about, I know the difference of how we feel when we get dressed. Mm -hmm. So I say to you, wouldn't you feel rather feel good when you leave the house in the morning instead of, if this has ever happened to you, it's happened to me, you walk out the door and you start feeling like yeah mm, oh, I'm gosh. not super comfortable why did I wear this mm -hmm. so it's really that goes back to the closet and it really goes back to taking time to think about how do you want to feel it's not only about look it's about how do you want to feel totally this morning so, post summer I had two pairs of pants to choose from and I put on the first pair and I was like oh no I can't were they too summery <laughs> they feeling? were a little too tight for me because oh. it was summer of food right this was summer of food that. yeah so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it was one of those moments where I was like I could get away with these but I'm not gonna be super comfortable see but that's awesome because you took the time to really pay attention to that yeah. instead of going through your day thinking I'm not really that comfortable right. why, why did, did I, I do wear this these? Mm -hmm. I should have changed mm -hmm. so kudos to you yeah thank you but I need to like get oh. some salad into mm. me <laughs> ditto <laughs> Well, on that note. <laughs> on that note. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to play Awful or Awesome. Cool. All right. And we're back. We're now going to play Awful or Awesome. We're going to name, I'm going to name three things, and we each have to decide quickly if they're awful or awesome and be prepared to defend our answers. Are we ready? I'm ready. Ready. All right. First up is mixing patterns. What do you mean by that? Vinny. So, like, mixing, like, plaid pants with a print top. Oh, okay. Yeah. What did you think I meant? I have no idea, and that's why I asked. Because <laughs> I'd be the first person to be like, that is awesome, Kate. And then the rest of you would be like, Vinny, this is a objectively horrible thing. <laughs> like, you know, always good to know what we're talking yeah. about. So, all right, yeah. all right. So, awful or awesome? Uh, well, let's go with awesome, because you know, like, wow. yeah, I don't that's know. a bold, yeah, that's a bold statement. I mean, I don't know that I do it a whole lot, but I don't have a lot of clothing that would lend itself. Like, I don't have any like polka dotted pants or like most pants are like solid color. Yeah. Pinstripe? Any with a little stripe down the line? Uh, I might actually have one, but I don't know that I've... You know like how you buy things and then you don't wear them? Ah. Like, you know, I've, I probably have one somewhere. <laughs> ding, ding, <Yeah>. ding. <laughs> so I'll have to take a look, but yeah. All right, mm. so you're awesome. Yeah, I tend to get really adventurous when buying pants and then really conservative when actually like putting them on and coming to work. Like, Really? Yeah, I think I've got like 20 or 30 pairs of pants at home that I don't wear. Oh, get yeah. out of town, 20 or 30? Probably. Pairs of pants. Well, remember, like, you know, as a guy, you know, I've been roughly the same body type for a long time. Sure. And I'm not going to, like, when you're talking about a plain pair, black pants, beige pants, blue pants, yeah. they don't totally go out of style, like, you know, at the end of the season. So a lot of them are still in there, and, you know, probably a lot of them still have tags and, you know, all that. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Oh, my heart. Awful. I know. I know. My heart. I, know. I need a Pam. <laughs> you kind of need a Pam. I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right, mixing patterns. Okay, I think it's great. Not totally. everybody can do it, and it does depend on the pattern. But 
there's something called twin prints. And that mm. can be the same, let's just say, red, white, and black in a polka dot and red, white, and black in a check. So you're picking up the same colors. You're just having some fun with the pattern. Mm. So I think it's really cool. It also depends on if you have, you know, the... Um, I don't know what's the word. If you could do it, you yeah. know, the uh, help need the word. Yeah, uh, I was gonna, yes. But I, I was thinking Carrie Bradshaw. Like Carrie mm. Bradshaw could do it, but I think that was mostly Pat Fields behind the scenes making it happen. Yeah, so she had a good color, not color scheme on her face. She had good hair, good skin, like great stylist, great stylist, yeah. great shoes. <clears throat> yeah, no kidding. So not every, not every pattern works, but why not try? Yeah, I think I'm the same. I was gonna say awful unless it's done well, because when it's not done well, it truly is awful. And you, I've seen some awful things. This but past season, there were a lot of craziness with different patterns going on. I agree. And, I mean, the mannequins, <laughs> you do. You <laughs> noticed it. But, if, honestly, I could see it in London. I could mm -hmm. see it, uh, you know, in certain places. But we're in New Jersey. Yeah. Are people wearing it? I mean, it, you're going to stand out. It almost looks wrong. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you've got to have the hair and the look and the attitude if you're going to do it. Totally. Mm -hmm. Totally. All right, next one. Wait, uh, sorry, real oh. quick before we leave that. I was yeah. going to say, like, I want to say 15 years ago, I was listening to the radio, and they were talking about, like, the in-styles this season. And they had mentioned that the Pantone Society, which is a society of color, mm -hmm. had decided that the color for this season <laughs> was yellow. Right. And I was like, I want to uh. be in the Pantone Society. Like, how do you just, like, get a job sitting around talking about color all day? But it's like... A thing. It is oh, a thing. People yeah. do this. Like they decide this is the color that you are all going to, I guess, strive to wear. I don't know what that means. Are you going to wear yellow every single day of the season? Well, I don't know. What but. it means is that designers and they came up with a color that they're pushing and telling you you should wear and that everybody should wear it and that you should have it in your wardrobe because it's new and that's fashion. Mm -hmm. The truth is. Not everybody should have it. Not mm. everybody should wear it. Yeah. Many people try to, and they're successful, and others should really stay away. I wore yellow for years until somebody was like, mm, winter white. Hard, it's yeah. a really hard color to wear. It's a really hard color. Yeah. Gold is a little bit easier. It has more depth yep. to it, and then there's different <clears throat> hues and things. But yeah, people actually do mm. that for a living. That's amazing. And say, this is what we all need to wear. It reminds me of that scene in um, Devil Wears Prada where they're going through the belts. They need to choose a blue belt. And they've got like 20 belts, and they're all the same color, but each one is a little bit different. And the girl with the bangs rolls her eyes. What's her name? Um, She's from Jersey. You know who I Princess mean. Princess Diary? Yes. Um, oh, uh, Anna, Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. Yeah, she kind of rolls her eyes, and Meryl Streep totally schools her on how the process works. And, and she breaks it all the way down to the discount bin at TJ Maxx where you find this belt next season. And I just was like, that's amazing what just happened. The, the color is decided, and that's it. That's it. That's amazing to me. <laughs> it's, it's, a crazy okay, it's a crazy industry. And even it though is. that was a little exaggerated and I worked for some crazy people, um, it's crazy. I heard that the Devil Wears Prada was based on a real person, though. Like, the Meryl Streep yeah. character yeah. is a real person. Supposedly, yeah. she's based on um, 
Anna Wintour. Wintour. Yeah, Anna Wintour from, what's the name of the magazine? It used to be Vogue, I think. Vogue, yeah. Isn't it Vogue? Yeah, yeah. totally Vogue. Um, and I don't, I have never met anyone who's worked for her. It's all just hearsay. Mm. But word on the street is that she's a bit much. Okay. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it there, unless you have any. No, I'm I'm good. Here. Yeah, you're like disavow all knowledge of this conversation. I want to work again tomorrow. <laughs> okay, moving on. Okay, Marie Kondo. Speaking of cleaning out your closet, uh, Marie Kondo. Awesome. Really awesome. Awesome. Why? Oh my god, it's 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 amazing. Like, all right, so I guess I am somebody that likes to live on the cleaner side. You know, my wife is not. We're gonna put that. You know, wow. we're gonna put Throwing that out there. Because I don't know that she watches the show. So whatever, <laughs> I can say whatever I want. So <laughs> we're watching this show. You know, it's on Netflix, and you know, her. For people that haven't seen this, it's it's basically a show where a woman comes into your house, convinces you that anything that doesn't bring you joy should leave. You know, wow. so you go through all your. It's a high bar. It Some is. things are just yeah. adequately necessary uh, without needing to bring me yes, joy. Yes, and I think, like, for me, it was definitely a, a place of striking the balance. Sure. But, you know, I, I was done with the episode, and I was like, we we got to get to work. Let's go, you know, to try to drive her to, like, yeah. get some of her excess stuff out of the house. And it worked to a degree, you know. Really? Like, okay, so where, what did you start with? Me? Well, she tells you to start with the clothes. I, so, mean, I meant you. Yeah. She did. Uh, I now have, I have my own. I should have gotten rid this. of a lot more of the uh, the pants, or, <laughs> <laughs> I or started wearing them. You know, but I left a lot of that. Like you know, because you always think like, all right, I will wear it. Maybe, or maybe, maybe. You know, yeah. But you know, my clothes have been relatively organized for a long time. I actually like my closet is color coded. It's you know coded by like personal clothes and work clothes and all that. You know, so is mine. So that's awesome. Yeah. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, I have a whole section of work clothes versus play clothes, and each side is color coordinated. It's mm. amazing. That, you that's do that great. too? Yeah. No wonder we get but, along. So I know. Right? But your wife doesn't. <laughs> no. So. Tara, I'm lucky there's not clothes on the floor like <laughs> But yeah, so like just anything I could do to get that process rolling. Let's yeah. let's clean the house. Let's do something. I don't want to live like this. You know? wow. <laughs> yeah. So awesome. you're really talking about organization and just feeling um, like things have a place. Yes. Right. So I agree with that since you asked. But seriously, though, I wrote a newsletter about it because I think clothing is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. I don't think everything is about bringing you joy. Yeah. I think there are certain things that perhaps you have a black, a great black jacket that you still wear and you may not love it. Maybe the lapel has changed or the sleeve or whatever. It still fits. It still looks great. It serves a purpose. Yeah. So it may not be joyful, but it may be very practical. So I am very mindful about that. Excess things go through your underwear drawer and yes, yes, get rid of excess. You have socks that don't match and if you're you don't want to wear blue with pink or green with purple, if that you're not comfortable with that, which I could care less, you know, when I go to the gym, get rid of that stuff. But I think it's gone too far. I go into homes and I see the opposite. People got rid of too much. Mm -hmm. Or they take it too seriously in the sense that um, this is what I was told I should do and we should <laughs> do. Yeah, Ooh. it's interesting what I see. Books and things like that. Yeah, there may be a point of joy. I think she's terrific in marketing, to be very honest. Oh and I know that you know there are a lot of people who love it. But I think there's more. It's more important with clothes to really sit down and think about it and ask yourself: Do you need it? Can you use it? before you discard it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think 
saying like X thing brings me joy is far for a lot of stuff. But I think where I liked it was that we went through basically everything in the house with this eye of does this still need to be here? You know, like for me, I'm a tech junkie. I have boxes or I had boxes and boxes of like gadgets, wires, cables, old phones, old phone chargers. And I'm like, what am I doing with this? Like, I don't even know what this power cord goes to. You know, like why have drawers and yeah. drawers and boxes and boxes of stuff like that sitting around just in case one day I need a CD cleaner or, you know, like it's just totally. Like, so a lot of that stuff yeah. was very easy for me to like just let go and, of. Yeah. So joy, it's the joy word that I think mm -hmm. I have yeah. a problem with because, you know, there are certain things. I mean, I still have an encyclopedia in my house. Yeah, I can go online and Google this and that. But sometimes it's just. I don't know. It feels good to, for me to have it. I love books. Yeah. Do I have a million of them? No. I think that's just being mindful again and thinking about, mm -hmm. do you really need it? Is it creating clutter? How do you feel with all that stuff around you? Is mm -hmm. it too much? Yeah. So. I would agree with you on the, the word joy, um, but I go in a little different direction. I'm not... So I, I grew up in the Midwest and we were very anti-waste. Like we had a compost pile. So we oh. recycled anything and everything um, over and over again. And so I have a sock drawer that is out of control. And it's not considered an okay thing to donate used socks for some reason. Like you can donate used clothing, that's fine, but socks are like a little squiffy or weird, I guess. It is killing me to throw away perfectly good socks that I just happen to not wear anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like. It, it brings the opposite of joy to throw them away. Could you use them for something else? Like dust rags or, uh, you know, stuffing there's it in a pillow? Many. Yeah, but there's uh, too many. Cleaned, obviously. Obviously. But, yeah. See, that's what happens sometimes when you go into somebody's home. So there's an attachment because of how you were brought up, a story that replays in yeah. your mind about that. So it feels like you're being wasteful probably. Super wasteful. So the truth is, I think, is that you probably could find a place. Maybe. That would, um, that would not every place would take it. Some right. place mm. takes shoes. Probably depends on how far gone right. some of these socks are. Right. Some of them I've only but, worn once, but they've been worn. But the other, they're probably fine they're to probably be donated. Fine, they're probably fine. But <sighs> are they serving a purpose? No, they're not in my drawer. Not at all. So mm. that's where yeah. what she has to say yeah, I'm sure can be helpful. Could. I yeah. think you could. It's not underwear. I'm sure you could. No, it's not. It's just socks. You're right. It probably is fine. But I just get hung up on that whole wasteful thing. Yeah, I, the cords. Is, I had yeah. a bin of cords and I didn't know what on earth I was going to do with it. And it was agonizing because I it felt really wasteful to throw them away. And I had a friend who was eBaying old cords and making wow. money doing it. You would be surprised. Well, yeah, I mean, if you know what it is, like in a lot of cases, right. you have a lot of like micro USB cords sitting around yeah. that are still perfectly usable on right. a ton of devices you have. In other cases, like I want to say like phones pre 2014 yeah. or so all used different proprietary things and yeah. I'm like, I know this is to a phone. Yeah. I don't know which one. Right. You know. But like, then I discovered that Best Buy will take uh, used or old electronics and they'll recycle them for yeah. you. If you just bring a bin, they have like a bucket, multiple buckets right inside really? their door. Never yeah. seen that. Yes. Oh my God, I got rid of so many and it felt so good and it felt like I was recycling and not wasting and right. oh my gosh. But I need I need a a place like that for all my other 
stuff that I just don't use or need anymore. Mm-hmm. And I just can't. It's such a it's such a weird thing, but I have trouble with it. And for what it's worth, you know, when I Marie Kondoed the sock drawer, yeah. like that was life changing. Like you too, really? Yeah, like the so. Well, no, I don't have problems. Where, well, no, I guess I did. I had socks that weren't like, you know, but I didn't care to throw them out or donate them. They were just taking up space in the drawer. So what It wasn't like do? I was actively thinking about them. What made it great, well, I threw out the you socks that like, I didn't want. But like the way that you organize it, like, you know, because I never even, because I used to just kind of like flip them over and, you know, do the whole thing where you bunch them together. Yeah. Like, I didn't realize you're damaging the sock that way. Like you oh, wind up like stretching it the out. Elastic. So like she had it where you just fold them and you just put them in a row and then you just come and grab one right. and go. And it's the easiest thing now. I just grab a pair of socks and I go. Except. Yeah. Go ahead. What if you have different length socks? Yeah. And different patterns of socks. And well, so I organized them again by color. So, yeah, like that I've got the so black socks, See, I've got the white socks, and then I've got. You know what I started to do. I have a whole bunch of safety pins, like little baby safety pins from dry cleaning. Mm-hmm. I started pinning my socks together. So now, I, when I take them off at night, I pin them together and I throw them in the dirty laundry and then I don't have to sort. I don't have to like make pairs because they're uh-huh. already done. And then I just so. dump the whole thing into the sock drawer and I grab one sock and out comes a pair. It's, hmm. uh, ma- it changed my life. Hmm. Okay. Changed my life. You got a system. I do. Yeah. I feel like we talked a long time about socks. 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 <laughs> Conversational <laughs> podcast. It goes wherever it wants. Again, you can refer to my complaint department. Yeah. You can get the address at the beginning of the show. Hate mail at yeah. MJBIA. <laughs> There's that one. <laughs> all right. I think we all agree. we all had answered for Marie Kondo, right? Yes. Sure. Yeah. All right. The last one is designer perfume, and by that I mean like. Michael Kors perfume or okay. back in the day. Remember when um, Elizabeth Taylor had like white diamonds and then black diamonds. And Do you know that like, they made like one commercial <laughs> yes. for white diamonds Damn. that aired for like 30 years? <laughs> like I could actually, like I'll tell you, the white diamonds commercial is uh-huh. Elizabeth Taylor driving up in the car and being like, they always gave me luck. <laughs> you know? like, like, she made a uh, lot of money with Yes, she that. did. I guess she so, because it was on for 30 years, around. you know? Yes. Yeah. Larry yeah. Fortinsky got all that money, didn't he? <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, like, last husband. Oh, I forgot Was about he like that. husband number eight? Larry Fortinsky? I think so. That's terrible. Anyway. So, no, I was going to say, like, designer. the marketing department at White Diamonds must have just been, like, chilling out, like, all day doing nothing. We're going to run that same commercial again this year? Absolutely. <laughs> Why not? It yeah. sold. It and everybody made, it made money. Made and money. The residuals. Yeah. Sure. Anyway, so I think... Uh, designer. Yeah, I think it's a little obnoxious. I think uh, Ralph Lauren doesn't need a perfume. Come on. Um, But... I could people be wrong. like labels. I know. People like See, labels. See, so you're not a label person, I'm and I'm not a super big label person. Mm-hmm. I don't have and a horse in this race. Not. Like, I'm not going to, yeah. I, don't I know. know you're not. <laughs> so, but a lot of people are. There are people who like to wear designer buckles and yes. designer handbags. And if you walk by them and you like their fragrance, you might say, oh, I love the perfume you're wearing. Mm. Oh, well, it's Gucci. Yeah. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Brands like that sell. They do. So I could care less because if yeah. you like, I like it. Yeah. It doesn't matter who makes it. Yeah. Okay. But, that's a good point. Yeah. But people like brand <clears throat> names. They yeah. like to tell people. They so really do. It's a huge. It's such a huge industry. I know. Huge. I know it is. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. Do you wear perfume? I do, but I wear like the Bath and Body Works body splash. It's so <laughs> <lame>. <laughs> Actually, I'm so wed to this scent that they discontinued it. Like, was it White Diamonds? Oh. No, it was not. <laughs> it's called Flowering Herbs. Actually, uh. they discontinued it. 15 years ago, and now I have to buy it on eBay, almost like oh black market. Yes. Oh, that's so funny. But that always happens. You love something yes. and you take it away. It's like going back to that time that I, you know, imported the Oreos from yes. South Korea. <laughs> Only this seems less crazy. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe it's on the same level as crazy, but yeah. I don't know. It's way too much money, I'll tell you that. Yeah. The only way that I can justify spending the money is that it's completely discontinued. It's the only way that I can continue to wear the scent, so. And there's nothing that smells comparable. Like, you know, maybe you could go to like the, what do you call it, the desk it's at the, the mall and be like, I need something that smells like this, oh, you know? Wow. Yeah, I've never, I've never been successful at that. Mm. The closest that I've come to finding an alternative alternative is Chanel Number no. 5 because it's so classic. But I usually only wear that for like an evening thing. Mm. The day, the, the body splash is like a daytime thing. And you know, perfume smells differently on everybody. Yes. It's their body chemistry, so. It's true. Mm -hmm. I was also gonna say just like, how many different scents could there possibly be? Like, you know, within, uh, like that they'll actually do. Like nobody's oh. making like cotton candy perfume. Uh -huh. Like so that they'll actually do, how many could there really be? Like, I don't you know. know. So you probably, like if you put in the effort, I'm sure you could find like a, a look-alike, a smell-alike, whatever. But you'd have to be able to find out what it's made of, and they don't usually divulge that. No. Oh. There's a list of ingredients, but not... Because I used to be friendly with somebody who worked for a perfume company, yeah. mm. a chemical company, and they don't talk about, you really? know... They may say it has more lavender, and it has a little bit of this and that, but they'll never tell you exactly. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. It is interesting. Just another big industry. Yeah. That... We do hope survives, even yeah, though. Yeah, of course. But it's a label. Yeah. It's a label thing. These labels. Yeah. All right. So I feel like this goes back to us being terrible people. Normally, before <laughs> this show, we give our guest a heads up that we have this one question coming up. Uh-oh. So we I forgot. I did give her the script. I you, ha you had it. So I guess if maybe question. if you've been scanning it. But what is one piece of advice oh. you give to your younger self? And my apologies if you don't have an answer to this because yeah, of that. Yeah, actually I did, but I forgot. Mm. Oh, so, should we keep talking about socks? We <laughs> <laughs> It'll come back. So yeah. what's one piece of advice you'd give your younger self? She's like, go back 20 minutes ago uh, and stop the conversation about socks. Before I'll tell you, um, to, to buy you some time, I'll tell you this question came from last year, our Women Business Theaters Forum. Bobby Brown was the keynote, mm. and somebody asked her that, and she said, just chill out. It's all going to be fine. Mm. And I was like, wow, just chill out. It's all going to be fine. <laughs> I don't think my younger self would listen to that. Um, I, you know, she's a success, very mm -hmm. successful woman, and it's easy. I don't know her. It's easy for me to think, you know, she looked back and said, for me, I think would be... Um, similar not take things as personally oh yeah that's a new one yeah. okay it, uh, elaborate yeah um i you know i when i started my career i was born in buffalo moved to new york at 20 years old and i worked for some really fancy well-known designers they were very picky this was in the day when the garment center was really Oh my gosh, it was a world unto itself. Mm -hmm. And I worked for a designer who used to audition you how you walked across the floor. Seriously. 
We still handwriting analysis. Wanted to hear your voice. Oh my. Oh yeah. There were a lot of crazy stories. Um, not all of them, because some of them are very normal. But I went through things like that, and I remember walking across the floor, being myself, which. I'm always in a hurry, yeah. walk fast, walk loud. I want to get to where I'm going. And he hated the way I walked. Oh. So of course I thought, oh my God, I don't walk right. I don't do this right. I don't. Uh. The truth was, now that I look at it, this was not a great place for me to work. No. We were apples and oranges. Um, I was not a fit in that, you know, mm -hmm. in the company. I didn't really like him and yet it was, I took it all against me Yeah. because I was young. I needed the job. It was very cool. He was a well-known designer and on and on and on. Um, what I could have said is, well, you know, maybe wear sneakers, wear this or that, or I could have just said, you know what, move on. But I didn't. So I think I always took things and I, to this day, work on not being taking things so seriously because the truth is, can't control what somebody thinks about you. It's so easy to internalize something that means nothing to the other person. Like they just say something offhand in a flippant way and it means nothing to them mm -hmm. and you feel like, oh my God, this, has this person always thought that about me? Do I need to change who I am fundamentally as a person because it annoys other people too? What do I, how do I fix this? Right. What do I do? What did I do? Yeah. What did I say? <clears throat> and you just don't know where it's coming from. Right. So I think that would really be because I say it to myself today. Just So in a sense, it's kind of what Bobby Brown said, but you know, yeah. you know you're doing okay and you, you're really okay. Sure. Yeah. Consider the source and just... Other people's opinion of you is none of your business. <gasps> I love that you one. You told me that I and that. I love that. Yeah, I it's so that. true. It's so true. Hmm. Anything coming up you want to promote? Uh, love people to check me out. An eye for detail, wardrobe styling, personal styling, and all of that. I have a newsletter on my website that people are, um, you know, it's free to sign up and I send out newsletters with tips and different ways of helping you. A lot of opinion on what I think is right and how to do things, where to get things. And um, I'm a subscriber. It's lovely. Thank you. It's wonderful. Thank yeah. you. And for the I'm, sake of the audience, you know, web address, phone number, email, however people can okay. get a hold of you. iforDetailNJ.com. And I'm on Facebook, like my page. I for detail or NI for detail? Uh, it's W-W-I-E-Y-E-F-O-R-Detail, D-E-T-A-I. A-I-L-N-J.com. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah, the name of my company is An Eye for Detail because I have an eye yes. for it, but it's Eye for Detail. Check me out on Facebook. My telephone number, if you want, 201-575-2626. I travel. I love to have conversations with people, and I'm happy to give um, you know my opinions and a free consultation if need be. Love to help you find your style or refine it or just find happiness and joy. Oh, I like that. In your in your style. Why not? Mm. Yeah. That's so, awesome. Thank Maybe. you. Uh, all right. Well, I think that's our show. It's our show. Yay. Thank you to our listeners, especially the subscribers. We really appreciate the support. Thanks to New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance Group, the official sponsor of the show. They do home, auto, and workers' comp, so check them out. And finally, thank you to Pam Etson thank from you. An Eye for Detail for joining us today. I loved our conversation. I thought it was so fun. Good. Thank you. And we'll see you next time.